0: that you are beginning to um, think about depression maybe a little bit different than what you have in the past and I want to challenge your thinking about depression and just begin to have an open mind and begin to formulate new ideas or or maybe go back to the old ones but you know as I said before depression is kind of that sacred cow in the church that you don't talk about because you don't want anybody feeling bad And if you suffer and are suffering with depression, I hope that this talking about it, that we are going to be diving in a lot deeper into what depression is. I just kind of wanted to give you some of the more recent studies or some of the studies that have been going on to understand about depression and how how did it get here. And I suspect... Especially after what we've been through, you know, depression all over the world has gone up, except maybe some places that refuse to do some of the lockdowns that others did. I don't know, but I imagine that we're going to be getting, you know, some studies have already come out, especially with teenagers, and uh, the depression rate that went up. But I wanted to start today before we dive in into um, Psalms 23, verse poor and you guys know this you guys know this even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me in psalm 3, 3 but you o lord are a shield about me my glory and the lifter of my head if you want to be able to get out of depression, you want to be able to understand what is happening to you, then we need to add all three parts. We need to understand that the Lord is the lifter of our head. He is the one that sets our feet upon that rock. He is the one that is that shield. He is the one that, that helps us and guides us and gives us a new song to sing so we're going to add all this into some of the um worldly understanding about depression so that we can get maybe even a a fuller picture or a greater understanding of what's really going on but i want to talk to you about some of the history of how did we get here thinking about depression in the way that we do and and even how the church thinks about it but um so Way back when, you know, when S- Sigmund Freud was around, there was a big f- faction that began to start as an argument between all of the psychiatrists going on back in those days about about depression. And actually, Sigmund Freud was the one that said, you know, you need to look into their early childhood. The only way to deal with it and to explore it was through one-on-one therapy, through which you could the story of what had happened together and to find a a better story for the patient's life so Sigmund freud you know he was fighting with all the other psychiatrists and they were saying no it's in your brain it's in your head it's they came up as a compromise with these two different kinds of depression endogenous depression which is a malfunction of your brain or your body right And then they came out with the word reactive depression, which is what is happening in your everyday life. So, on those two grounds, then it it opened the door for medical doctors to be able to come in and treat everything as though it was this endogenous depression and not requiring people to think about maybe there's this other kind of reactive depression going on where you might need a therapist or you need to get some help with it or go see your pastor or and we don't want to because it's embarrassing and then we think that we'll be criticized and we don't want anybody knowing that we might be taking medicine because we might you know get ridiculed or or the church people are going to think that we're weak or something's wrong with us but that's not that's not the truth. That's a way of keeping us trapped into our thinking about depression in the same old ways that we always have. So there are some people that came through the 19th century and the 70s who realized, you know, the 60s there really wasn't very much um, research done on depression in, in general. So people started doing some research. And I wanted to be able to bring out one particular uh, results of a research study that happened over in London, that they went to a neighborhood and they knocked on all these people's doors and they got all these 400-something people and they categorized them, asked all these questions, all these participants, you know, so they could crunch all these numbers. And the guys who do this research are definitely, you know, number-crunching kind of people. But um, they wanted to find out how come and who was it and why were some people, you know, depressed in this, sa- in this neighborhood and others weren't because being in this neighborhood, you know, you have mostly the same socioeconomic kind of um, uh, median line going across. So they went back to to ask all these questions. And one of the things they found out – is that the depression and anxiety, which I haven't talked much about the anxiety aspect of depression, but those two are kind of like pals. They like to hang out together a lot. And your body goes anxiety, 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 and then it goes, depression, depression, depression. And um, so then you get anxious again, and then you go anxious, 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 then you go depression, depression, depression. So that in this study and in this place, you're going, you know, back and forth. But one of the studies that this particular study, one of the crunching numbers, is they came up with understanding that it's not uh, a chemical, bad, a piece of chemical of bad luck that your brain and your body is chemically bad because they could not they could not prove it so they wanted to know what was going on with these people and their and what was happening with their depression and so one of the things and I'm just going to read it to you so I hope that this isn't too boring for some of (laughs) y'all is that these scientists had discovered two things that make depression much more likely one, having a severe negative event and having long term two, having long term source of stress and insecurity in your life. The most startling result was what happened when these factors were added together. Your chances of becoming depressed didn't just combine, they exploded. For example, if you didn't have any friends, if you didn't have a support partner, your chances of developing depression were severe. Negative life events came along were 75 percent higher. It was more, much more likely than not. It turned out that every bad thing that happened to you, every source of stress, every lack of support, each one accelerated the risk of depression more and more. And that was one of the results of the studies. And we're going to talk about uh, something else, but it's real important to understand what this is really saying to us. It's saying that if we had things unresolved in our life from growing up, um, so you didn't have friends, say so you struggled in school, um, your home life was highly chaotic by a bazillion reasons, that perpetuated you to having something happened to you in your later part of your life it already set you up if you didn't resolve or didn't grow from those things then a stressor that happened later on in life say you know your marriage is going bad then your propensity for depression went way up it went way up so what this is saying to us things that are left undone is uh, my watch going off Things that didn't get taken care of when we were young are now going to perpetuate and have a greater effect on us, even though it's what's happening to us right now. So that's why you've got to have Jesus involved in your life. Jesus is the only one that is going to heal these deeper places in your life that we do not know that are going to affect us later on. And it would be lovely to say, you know, we get to put off the old man, but the way that we put off the old man is that we heal the new man. We heal that inner place. And so the old man has no place anymore. We don't have those kind of stress stressors that can happen to us that can throw us into this pit of despair like what david is crying out i um he drew me up from the pit of destruction and out of the miry bog you know you can just see especially us here in louisiana the the swamp land of where these unresolved issues take us that you add something more stressful in your life and it builds and it multiplies exponentially for depression to begin to take you over and we are going to cover a little bit of the spiritual aspect of what happens there so I hope you guys can hang in here I hope you guys are kind of feeling a little stretch of your understanding of what depression really is and maybe even how to help someone to understand their own depression and help them maybe process and work through that Because depression is terrible it is Terrible! It just sucks the life out of you, which is what demons want to do. So we will get into that more. Thank you guys for listening today. I look forward to talking tomorrow. So lies is meant for information only. It is not a substitute for counseling.